Welcome to the Clio for Teachers and Teams podcast. In this podcast, I share practical tips and tricks for implementing Clio into your organization, within your school, or in your lesson. My name is Patrick de Boer, and I'm a Clio teacher from the Netherlands, as well as a Clio teacher trainer and coach. And in this podcast, I'd like to share my ideas and experiences with you in order to get Clio on top of your mind. Have fun listening. Hi there, thank you for listening. Welcome to this sixth episode of the Clail for Teachers and Teams podcast. Welcome. In this podcast, I want to share my thoughts on the use of bilingual education as a marketing tool um, within your school. Now, when I talk with with Clail coordinators and Clail coaches uh, in the Netherlands about the role of bilingual education and the motivation of the teachers to work with bilingual education, they are often really positive. You know, there is a lot of pe- there are a lot of people who want to work with Clio. There's a lot of people who want to work with bilingual education. There's a lot of students who want to follow this type of education. But when it comes to actually working together with the board, with the administration, and getting um, time and 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 attention and and means to to train teachers and to make sure that everyone that Clio is on top of the mind, that's when things tend to be a bit of a struggle. And that's what I want to talk about today. Um, because I often sometimes see um, bilingual education is being used as a marketing tool, you know? So it's it's one of the things that, that, that tends to be done on a school, not out of many. And then it's just, okay, we can just say, we've got so many th- um, things that we do as a school that makes us special. We have bilingual education, we um, are cultural, have a cultural aspect to our school. Uh, we do a lot of with internationalization. We do a lot with e-twinning. You know, there's a lot of things you can do. We we have a, a uh, we we work with sport students. Um, the problem with having so many priorities is that there is not a top priority. Um, we have a prime minister who um, I saw, once saw a compilation of, and the compilation consists of all the times that he said. It had. It is our top priority, and I believe there were ten things in that in that um, um, compilation where he said, "Well, it has our top. It is our top priority." You cannot have ten top priorities, right? You can have one priority or one top priority if you want to. But if you have just ten different things going on, you can't say those are ten priorities. So, if Clio and bilingual education is not the top priority at your school, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Because I completely understand sometimes you need, you know, to, to talk about things. There's other things you might want to talk about in your within your school as well. But it should not be, you know, on place six, seven or eight. It should still be in your top three or top five things that are important to the school. And if that's not the case, then often organization-wise, you run into challenges. Maybe you recognize that... Um, you want to plan a team meeting and, you know, other things have already been planned. So you either get some time to squeeze in a few here and there, or even worse, your team meetings are being planned at moments where other meetings are also going on. So you always ha- only have half of your team. Um, you know, that that's something that I see at schools in Netherlands. Or, and, and then the amount of team meetings also differs quite a lot. There are schools that have... A, a team meeting with bilingual teachers every two or three weeks, and there are schools that have three or four meetings a year. And then, of course, it's a bit hard to feel as if you're part of that team. 
right? Then it's not really something that you um, focus on anymore. And as I said, it's not a bad thing if there's other things going on within the school that you also talk about. But I want to make sure that we are talking about bilingual education as something that's important for students. I think you and I agree that it offers a great opportunity for many students, uh, not just because they learn a second language, but also because there's so many other things that they learn. Actually, research shows that, that bilingual students have you know different brain patterns in a way. Um, so, so there is actual proof that um, bilingual education and clear education has influence on the way students learn. And you'd like a lot of students to go through that experience and experience that and have a positive um, um, experience there. And if, if you can't do that on the level that you want to, if you feel like, well, this is something I like to do, but all you do is struggle getting your board to provide you with time to provide you with means to actually get that team going, um, that's a tr problem. And there are a lot of schools, of course, that actually have, uh, that offer quite enough time for their team or offer enough money to, to get professional development going. Um, so it's not like this is always the case for every school, but there's a, a wide variety of things that can go wrong. And I see schools that want to do it, but struggle with how, um, because one of the things that also happens, of course, after 10 years of having Berlin education or more, there's a school management change. And that might have a different uh, priority than the ones that start a bilingual education at your school. You know, that's something that can happen as well. And then you have that, okay, so you as a coordinator or a coach really want to get things going, but you have to struggle with your management or someone in a management really wants to get this going. But the teachers are not that motivated anymore because they've already had they have so many other things they also need to do. So there's some struggle there. There are some struggles there within the school. And that's something that I just wanted to, well, put out there and make you aware of that, A, you're not the only one. A lot of schools are going through this. Um, interestingly enough, I host a workshop called uh, Quality Collaboration where I talk about, okay, what do you want as a team? Which direction do you want to go in? What do you need, you know, to... to get there and at the end of that workshop we have a bit of a mini um, a policy mini mini bilingual education policy completely based on the opinions and the, and the ambitions of the team and that's a workshop that I get called to um, host more and more often lately because there's quite a few schools in the Netherlands that have had bilingual education for a while um, there are about 130 schools that offer bilingual education which is quite a lot and that's great but some of them have been offering it for more than 10 years, or maybe even more than 20 years. And it's not the same team anymore. You know, things have changed. That means there is new team members, which could be great because, you know, new energy, new ideas, always a good thing. But it also means that they need to be trained to use CLIL. In a way, and, and it's not just, well, go with the flow or, or come up with things on the fly. And, and, and hopefully you don't stress out or get overworked. Um, and on the other hand, you want, don't want to lose that experience that um, um, the experienced teachers have and that they can share. There was uh, quite a few years ago, I, what, I, I taught a group of 60 students together with a fellow colleague. So we did co-teaching for one group. That was amazing. I learned so much from just observing how my colleague worked with students, explained things. And we talked a lot about those lessons and I learned a lot from him and I um, shared a lot with him. 
he was more experienced. I'm not sure how much he learned from me. But the point, my point is that there's so much experience and expertise already within your school. It's a shame that it's not always shown because we are just running around always doing our own stuff. And, and not taking the time to sit down and talk with each other about what do we want? Where do we want to go? How do we get there? And what do we need to do that? And, and, and to, to, to get bilingual education, clear education, to be on top of our minds again. I would challenge you to just sit down and think about all the things that are going on within your school. And then make a list of how important those are for your school. And I'm wondering if bilingual education is in the top three or top five. And maybe that changes over time. But I'm quite sure... That if it's on place number 10, you will struggle with getting all the things going that you want to get going. You know, the, the problem with not being on top of the mind of the management or not being on top of the mind of the teachers is that they will go with the flow. They will do what they've always done. And you might not feel like you're getting the most out of it. Um... During a workshop that I hosted a couple of years ago, I asked teachers, okay, so what's your association with CLIL? Can you explain to me what CLIL is in your own words? Because it was a group of more experienced teachers. One teacher shared um, a location where he did his CLIL training. And I thought, well, I, th I thought that the location was closed. So I asked him, when did you do, when did you go through this training? And he said, well, 15 years ago. Meaning that in those 15 years, his view on CLIL, the way that he worked with CLIL, the way that he thought CLIL worked within his school, had not changed. He had not had any bit of inspiration after that training 15 years ago to reignite the fire, if you will. Now, of course, it also has can have to do with that teacher himself, of course. If he's not open to any new things, that can be a challenge. But I also would argue that it's a job school to make sure that teachers always get those new ideas. And it can very well be um, ideas from colleagues within your team. But then you have to meet and have a team meeting, right? So that's something that I, I wanted to talk with you about. Um, do you recognize this? Do you recognize that that CLIL is maybe not on the top priority or even worse, that bilingual education is a bit of a marketing tool? It's the unique selling point of the school. As I said, as one of the 30 schools in the Netherlands, there's a bilingual education there's a school offering bilingual education quite close to a lot of students in the Netherlands. And that means that it's a unique selling point and schools don't want to lose that. Um, so they will position that as something very important towards, you know, students. So, it, so then the question is, how do you do that? How do you make sure that it's not just a marketing tool, but it's actually really important for students? And you notice that there is an an increase when it comes to quality of lesson. There's an increase when it comes to teachers who want to teach in bilingual education and not just because their schedule says so. Um, the problem with these podcasts is that whenever I say something, I immediately think, oh, this is also something I wanted to say. So I now forgot what the next thing was that I wanted to say. Um, but I think I've, I've made my point there. Um, yeah, so make that list of things going on within your school. And then check where is bilingual education in here. And if it's not in the top three or top five, you might want to sit down with, with school management and talk about that. 
or with your coordinator or with your coach, whatever. Um, but sit down with someone and talk about that and then talk about what do you need. And if it's something that you feel um, could be worth talking with me about so that I can, you know, as a bit of a more independent person, because I don't work at your school, um, feel free to contact me because it could be very interesting to talk about this and see what else is going on within your school um, and what should, uh, teachers really want. All right, that's it for this episode. I just wanted to share my point of view here on, well, working with Clil and Berlinga Education as a marketing tool. Um, get in touch if you're interested in this and, and um, subscribe to the podcast if you um, uh, find this interesting. And I look forward to, um, well, the next podcast. Looking forward to next week. I have written out so many ideas that I want to talk with you about. So um, there's plenty of ideas coming your way. And if you have any suggestions or other things that you'd like to hear about, make sure that you share that as well. Speak to you soon. Bye.